Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is John Cena Sr. And you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kiss. With the wrist slit, listen to the sound of piss. The piss listener. I'm quick to stick fists in us. I spill bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. Giving your meal tickets to visit the still dick in ya. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dice turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a bean clap, naked to please that. Terminator, penetrate until your knees snap. Feed that a meat stack of beef, kill the peen back. Is that too much? Return of the swat, return of the swat. Welcome to Dink All Talk Magic. Quad Magic. I'm your host, Troy. That one's Lisa. Hey. How are we doing today, Lisa? Oh, Troy, do I have stories for you. <laughs> All right. Oh, this week has been a shit show. Would you like to hear my stories? Yes, of course. Awesome. So, you know, you had your your week of hell last week, right? Yes. With your dentist and all that fun stuff. So, was it Saturday? I went to go um, put something in the mail to mail something to go to the post office. And I came home, and I noticed that there was a bubble in my sidewall of my tire. Oh, boy. I know, right? I'm like, well, that's not good. I don't really drive anywhere. I go to work and home and sometimes to my friends and my mom's, and that's pretty much it. So we ended up going to the tire place where we bought the tires, and they... Of course, we're like, oh, well, those tires are now discontinued. Fantastic. Great. Awesome. Um, and then, okay, so the tire that took its place, well, we don't have that size anymore. We don't have that size here. Well, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, all right, well, we're going to put a tire on it. So, here are the keys, sir go home we'll call you when the car's ready okay an hour maybe two goes by they call oh your car's ready perfect okay we go pick up the car i get the car go home so then was it monday monday morning i get out to go to work guess what walking to my car i look there's a fucking bubble in my tire. Jesus Christ. In my sidewall. Guess what? It's the same tire. Mm-hmm. They never replaced... They replaced my tire. They replaced the wrong one. They oh. threw away a perfectly good fucking tire. 
and put the bad tire back on my car. How do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rotated my tires, so they moved the bad tire, which was on the front passenger side, to the back passenger side, put the new tire on, (laughs) which clearly they didn't rotate my tires because they just moved it to the back. Yeah. Um, and then put the new tire on the front one. So they clearly lied when they say they rotated the tires, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So now, so then of course, first thing, I get to work and I call. The lady who answered the phone was so apologetic. I brought the car in. As soon as I'm like, I brought my car in Saturday, they were like, where are the keys? Where are the keys? Where are the keys? <laughs> like, they, they were like, this, this lady has the has the potential to be a carry. We're not even fucking with this lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, <clears throat> they were good. They they made nice and they were good. They replaced the tire. So now I have two brand new tires on my car. Only I had to pay for one. Um, so that was all good. Good. Today I was driving home from work. Every single light came on. <laughs> And uh, my check engine light went on, and it, it, it stayed on. Would you like to know that um, I just paid my car off last week? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. So that's my shit going on this week. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, um, it, that it, that's pretty shitty luck. Um, I've had, you know, I've had my own bad luck with, uh, when it comes to cars too. Um, I had my, the car I had before in my, my current vehicle, um, it wouldn't start in the winter, which we live in Wisconsin. That's, it's a great place for a car to start in the winter. So I actually had like, had to call a place that's in town here to come out and they, took a look at it and they're like oh yeah the 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 engine's flooded so we you know we, we fixed that and everything that and your car should be fine now and there's that little voice in the back of my head where i'm just like well yeah the engine was, was no no i was like i'm like well yeah the engine's flooded i flooded it trying to start the car i'm like that i hope that's not the only thing they did and they think that that was the issue like clearly there's another issue because it's not starting as yeah. at all Go the next or go the next morning trying to get off to work. Car doesn't start. And I was like, nope, they didn't do anything. They they that guy legitimately thought that the the engine was flooded and that was the reason. Didn't at all think that like the engine was flooded because I was trying to get the car started. They were like, okay, um, we think it's this, um, and and or it, w- it was like they're like, okay, well we we unflooded it again. And they're like, well, we we have we have an idea that it is, um, it's the alternator on there. So you're going to get a different alternator and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I was like, you know what? I'm like, it's it's it, it, it starts right now because you unflooded. I'm like, you know what? I think we're done here. You, why don't you go ahead and fuck off, and I'll figure it out. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, I was like, I bet you it's the fucking starter. And they haven't even bothered to check to see if that's the issue. It's like, the car doesn't start. Maybe start with the starter. Right. So, of course, I'm like, I was like, I fucking took it to uh, to a different place. And they're like, yeah, your starter's fucked. We gotta get you to a new starter. I was like, 
oh how amazing <laughs> so yeah i've i've had my own deal with fucking idiots before um <clears throat> did i mention by the way um i don't think i did with with all of my with all of my dentistry talks over that did i mention that my dentist almost dropped my new crown down my throat no <laughs> no i i can't believe i ever got this so because uh, the the thing that took precedent on everything at, at the end of it was the fact that my fucking uh uh i had an exposed nerve and that was one of the most painful things i've dealt with because i didn't have any fucking numbering over that but yeah, yeah part of it was she puts the thing on to try it and she's like she's like okay like just you know kind of feel around i'm like okay i'm like laying back right and she's like, okay. Um, she's like, well, let me just, uh, um, you know, she's like, just open up again. And she's like, kind of fucking around with something and winds up like nudging the thing a little bit. And it goes halfway down my throat. Thankfully, I like fucking oh, sit up, oh, no. pull it out of my mouth and hand it to her. And she's like, she's like, okay, we're just going to go ahead and put this little like uh, uh, banana hammock into your mouth now in order to make sure that you don't do any which is like, sorry about that, good catch by the way, I was like motherfucker, you made me almost swallow a $1,000 fucking crown <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god yeah, I, I think was, you had PTSD last week and you tried to put it out of your mind I did, it was oh it was god. it was rough, so I yeah, that, that was my fun a couple weeks ago, but this week, however, has been pretty decent so far. So, up until today, when we had to watch Total Bellas. Now, um, peek behind, behind the curtain here. So, obviously, we we record on Wednesdays. Total Bellas is on Thursdays. Yeah. Um, I do not watch Total Bellas until usually Tuesdays, but I was very busy at work yesterday. So, because I don't want to double up, uh, double up. Yeah. and having to watch Total Bellas and also listen to the podcast. But today I had to do both, which is always me. Whenever I get into Wednesday morning and I'm like, I haven't fucking watched that Total Bellas episode, I know it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, uh, I've been I've been uh, kind of hitting it out of the park right now at work. We had some issues, um, but I was able to get them resolved and, and got a little bit of a, of a good job, buddy. Uh, you, you're still fucking terrible, but that wasn't bad. So I've that, I've been riding high on that a little bit, but okay. the issue is is now we have to talk about this shit because this shit was rough. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, you have no idea. I, I, we're gonna get into it because the 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 Twaddle Bellas episode was bad enough. Then the podcast happened, and I will give you a, a little hint here. I, it was like getting into a car accident, mm-hmm. right? And and then all of a sudden, a train comes through and takes out your car. It was like that's what it was like. Yeah. Right. Right. It yeah. was. It was. It was literally like you got into a car accident, and then as soon as you stepped out of your car, you realized you were on the edge of a bridge, and you fell to your fuck. You fell like three hundred feet into the water below. Oh, yeah. It was that bad. That's when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> Um, I did take word for word their poems. Oh. So you're going to hear. So this, no, I, I. I don't want. No, not. You're gonna. No. Yes, yes, you're gonna hear them again, and our fans are gonna hear them. But we'll get to that because first, Total Bella season six, episode eight, Twats on the move. Um, 
This episode did 352,000, which is down from the 380 from last week. We start off... Everybody listened to us and they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. We start off with Nikki watching over the trainer's kid. She is, of course, tits out for this. Uh, Artem says they want to make sure that the kid is breathing okay. Want to see if he's fat, if he needs a diaper change. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, when your daughter was born, were you not paranoid that she was going to stop breathing at any moment? The, the joke Don't there. Lie. No, 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 no. My my joke there was the fact that he says make sure he's fat, but his accent makes it sound like he said make sure he's fat. Uh, right. Make sure. Right. But no, no, no. Uh, as when you're a new parent, yeah, you are so fucking freaked out. Everything like that, like those are the, those are those kind of moments where I'm like, I was like, this I understand. This yeah, this I this I relate absolutely. to. Like, it is. It's fucking scary. You you sit there and they they let you watch walk out of the hospital, and you have that moment where you're just like, why are they letting letting us leave with this child? Like. We're we know nothing. We know We're nothing. not prepared for this stuff. Yeah, so that that stuff I totally understand. You know, it's the other stuff that we get into in this episode where I'm just I want to throttle her. Um, one week later, because apparently nothing happened that week, uh, Artem is announced to be returning to Dancing with the Stars, so we can go fuck Caitlin Bristow, Barstow, yeah. Barstow. That's what it is. Uh, Nikki realizes that Artem has to go to work now because somebody has to. Uh, so, and she's gonna be all by herself. Yeah. So Nikki hosts a pity party because it's it's so hard being rich and taking care of a baby. It's you know very tiring to be a stay at home mom with zero concerns when it comes to money, um, and also the ability to pass your kid off to a nanny so you can go take a nap, which apparently she does doesn't do. Which is like again, it's so much of she makes her own issues like she she must just be bored is what it is because uh, so many of her issues are are self-inflicted this one included because no mom knows what it's like to have or dad knows what it's like to have their spouse go back to work and they take care of their child by themselves right nobody's ever had to do this she's the very first one and you know i just have so much sympathy for her yeah you know, yeah. I I don't know how she got through it. There's a large number of men and women out there who lost their significant other during childbirth and then had to take care of the child all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people yeah. that that you weep for, or or that you I don't want to say pity. But you you feel for them like like you you and and you sort of look up to those people too because it's like you you are overcoming a lot you know yeah. and you know single mothers too you well, know at they, the end of the day Artem <clears throat> back. You Dominic Mysterio yeah yeah that's the other thing too it's like he's gone for a couple of weeks and yeah later on in the episode he talks about like going on tour and like that but <clears throat> again it's like. You are rich. You keep talking about being alone, even though your sister is right next door. And Daniel is still there. He isn't back at WWE at this point. And you have a camera crew around you. And you have a nanny. And they have a nanny. Like, again, it's all self-inflicted. It's like, you have a nanny. Have the nanny watch the kid for a couple couple hours and go the fuck to sleep. And, I'm sorry, but 
was she not the one saying hashtag give Artem a chance? Yeah. Oh no, no. She again. It's it's all all of her problems are of her own making. She pushed yeah. she pushed him Sorry. to go back because because he was so so sad that he couldn't yeah. couldn't dance anymore. Even though he can, he doesn't need to be on a fucking reality show to do that. And he was so sad about it that she's like, "You need to go and and like follow your dream." And we'll, and we'll get into one of the statements that she says later that pissed me off. But anyways, we cut to someone taking professional pictures of Mateo and Buddy because they're twins and brothers. If in 25 years these two call themselves the Bella Boys, I will quit watching wrestling. I mean, I plan on being dead at that point anyways, but if I'm alive somehow and still watching wrestling and the Bella Boys show up, I'm going to fucking quit watching it. I'm going to be like, I am done watching. At that point, it'll probably be like WWC because they're working <laughs> their way up the number. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, won't, it won't happen. Um <laughs> Then, as they're taking pictures, the photographer's like, so, Artem and Caitlin, they fucking... And <laughs> yes. Yes. That was amazing. I love... Uh, I, I love and also sort of hate um, what happens this episode with everybody assuming that Artem is, is slamming this chick. Because, like, I, I sort of hate it for Artem because it's like... That's kind of mean for that for everyone to just assume that he's cheating on his 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 uh, fiance. But also, I love it for Nikki because because she, she's a fucking asshole and deserves it. So yes, yes. <laughs> oh man. So uh, we get a new wrinkle in the house moving story. Something that they didn't talk about on the podcast. Apparently, the house that Nikki was going to buy, which which was either right next door to Bree or like two houses down from Bree. The owners decided not to sell anymore. Yeah. So the story that we got was that Bree bought a house, and then Nikki bought a house down the road from her. Mm-hmm. Which is not the truth, apparently. <laughs> the truth is, they were going to be closer, and the backup plan was that Nikki bought a house down the road from them. So I just I thought that was interesting, where it's just like you you conveniently left that part out that you got rejected. <laughs> Yeah. Which, like, which honestly, it's like, um, did they, like, figure out that Bree was moving in into the neighborhood? And they, and, and those people were like, we want to fucking sell pictures of her? Or, because I, I sort of feel like, if, like, you're, you've now sort of set it up where, like, I don't know if they know or not that it was Nikki Bella that was trying to buy their house. But she knows where that house is. Yeah. And I feel like she's going to be right down the road from that house. Like she's going to be atrocious to those people if she sees them on the on the street. She's gonna be like, "There's the people that are living in my house that I wanted to buy." You know, it's gonna oh, be things yeah. like, "Yeah, it's going to oh, not be yeah. good." Yeah. 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 It's, no. Yeah. Uh, Nikki is then working out on Instagram, and she is insufferable. I don't, uh, I don't follow her on Instagram, or at least I don't actively look at her page. Um, I look at it on every once in a while just yeah. to look for this show. Yeah. In purposes of making fun of her. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I would, I would not be able to watch this. First of all, it doesn't seem like she was actually doing anything. She was but... just 
lifting weights for her shoulders. And I think she does it like in her Instagram stories. Okay. She doesn't actively do it like on posts. Okay. But then she's also like, we gotta make a step for for the baby because this nook nook fell in. It's just like, oh my god. I've never done baby talk to my kids. Me neither. Because there is there there are there are plenty of like uh, articles you can read out there where it says it actually stunts their development. You need to talk to them like they are people, you know, and not make fucking goo goo gaga noises. Otherwise, they don't know how to fucking talk. Like. We have two kids. Our our youngest talks much better than her sister ever did because she hears her sister talk all the time, you know? So it's just kind of proven, like, you, you need to talk normal to, to the kid but also around the kid so that they learn fucking words. Uh, we talked to Jackson. He does remote learning, and one of his classmates, his mom is home all day. Mm-hmm. So she hears, and he her son is in Jackson's class, and here's Jackson in class, and she tells me all the time that Jackson is very articulate, and she hears him talking during class, and he talks like he's a senior in high school. Hmm. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, see, no. see, um, my my wife is the daughter of a teacher, so she always kind of um, her her mother corrected her a lot. Um, different like grammar uh, and different sen- sentence structure and things like that. Me, I actually had a speech impediment when I was younger. I went to a speech therapist, um, so that's why um, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if it's noticeable or not um, the way I talk. But yeah, I used to have a have a hard time saying like T's and S's and R's. Um, so I, I, I have a feeling that that's a reason why I maybe don't have as much of an accent as maybe people expect me to have <laughs> sorry i mean no. i i mean i have i have an accent but you know it's not that like stereotypical wisconsin accent you know or at least not what people really? seem to think well i don't think so but i don't know okay i don't know okay. like i said i i it's it's also why i had a hard time for a while um talking at all when I was a kid because I just didn't like the the fact that I you know had speech problems or like that so it took me a while to actually like talk as much as I do and now I talk all the fucking time and I people can't shut me up. up I don't it's bad <laughs> uh, anyways uh, Brie jump scares Nikki uh, and she comes by to say that she closed escrow in Napa Valley and Nikki's pissed because she is Rubs a great in her face I mean you're leaving me how could you leave me what a great fucking supporter like she just can't be happy for her sister like yeah oh it sucks that you you didn't uh, close in your house or whatever but also as we saw they didn't actually like physically go and see the houses and even if they if even if covid wasn't a thing they still wouldn't have gone because apparently that's what they do is they just buy houses by looking at pictures online I would how never be able to do that. that. No, I could not. Like, how can you gauge how big something is and if you actually like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I tell you. And that's the thing, too. It's like, the other other big issue is you can't hear sounds in pictures. <laughs> you yeah. need to, you need to physically be at, what, what you always need to do 
um, if you're going to buy a house is you need to go at two different times in the day. Because if you're going to make multiple trips and it's always at the same time, that's a bad idea. You need to go at multiple times so you need to know if there is like a fucking train that comes through at 10 a.m. every day or whatever like that. <laughs> or if there's, you know, something going on at, that's going to be like a routine thing every day or whatever like that, yeah. That's like if, if, if a, a real estate agent will only take you to see a place in like a short time period, they know there's something that is going to like make you not want to buy it if you're there at other times. But yeah, like for us, when we looked at Google Maps, it was like, okay, we can see train tracks near our house and we're like, that's pretty fucking close. And there's like a big factory. So we're like, ah, I don't know. But once we came here, we were like, okay, first of all, like the train tracks aren't really that close. And like, it is like, yeah, a train does come through every once in a while, but it's kind of charming. And the factory is completely empty. So it's like, well, that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> we're not getting like right. semi-traveling of that. So, but you need to look at those kinds of things, you know? And maybe that's why they move around so much is because they treat houses as if they're just like renting them for a year instead of purchasing them. But yeah man like for her just for her just to be like oh you're gonna move yeah. within a month like oh my god nikki's gonna have to be by herself for a change oh no how terrible yeah <sighs> i mean isn't kathy there in arizona yes so she's not by herself again we're going to get this a lot she's not alone as much as she continues right. to say the to say the phrase, I'm alone. I'm lonely. Yeah. She's not alone. She has a, a huge support system that she is just not utilizing because she needs she needs this pity party. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Two faces with Nikki, and they're doing a Dancing with the Stars watch party. Bree and Brian arrive next, and Brian is carrying Bree. Budrick is with the nanny. Yes. Uh, Bree and Two-Face talk about Nikki looking so tired. Oh, no. So, here's where you get that Nikki is doing this to herself. Brian's like, I'll take care of the kid. She follows him into the bedroom. Stands there fucking, like, hoarding over him, watching the entire time. And he has to say numerous times, fuck off. Like, leave i got this I've, yeah. I've i i have a live child that's out there right now that has made it this far like this is what it is she's a control freak and she yeah refuses to just like relent and let somebody take care of her kids so she can go and relax like yeah man like he had to like pry her fucking cold fingers off of the baby just for to to like even touch it yeah <clears throat> She yeah. says she has a hard time trusting people, and it's like, trust your fucking nanny. You 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 hired her. Like, if you want to put nanny cams up, that's fine. But utilize the fucking care you have there, you know? One of the things they tell you it's is... Fucking Brian. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Not only is it is it Brian, there's video cameras on him. What yes. is he going to do? In, like, I mean, Birdie's alive still. That's the thing. It's like It's like, there's literally a cameraman standing next to you like he's not going to molest the child while you're while you're in the other room. Like it's going to be on film. Like, like you could relax. Are you sure he can handle it? Yeah, but 
like I said, it's it's one of those things where it's just like they tell you, or, or, or people should tell you, that when when the the nursing staff in the hospital offers to like take the kid for you for a couple hours, you take it. You you let them take that child from you for a little bit so you can get some rest because you need it. When you are home, you know, from the hospital, and people offer to like you know watch your kid and stuff like that, as long as you trust them take it because that's that's the support system and the help that you need and when you say things like they really say it takes a, a village you have to let the fucking village help you <laughs> because otherwise you're just sitting there holding your child and flipping everybody off like then you sit there and complain because you're so tired it's like that's your own doing dude you did that to yourself <sighs> Bree stirs up shit she asks, she asks if Artem and and, and Kirsten, or what is it, Kristen, Kristen sorry, uh, choreograph fucking each other. <laughs> She's like, there's an awful lot of banging, there's an yeah. awful lot of thrusting, and I'm pretty sure he's got an erection. Boy, he doesn't get that hard for you, does he, Bree or Nikki? Like she is horrifically bad, and it was hilarious. Oh, well, Nikki's like, I haven't seen him smile that big since, you know, before, and he's been so sad, and... Which is is funny, because if you, if you watch, like, that's not his real smile. No, it's like, a show smile. It's a show smile. Of course he's going to smile huge for the cameras over this. Like, like you... You watched his reaction to when your child was born. That's the the real fucking yeah. smile and real Artem. Like his little like ah ah ah. Yeah. Like that's not real, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, and like any anything like he's acting up there. Like him him like thrusting into her ass and stuff like this. Like it's not like he actually wants to thrust. I mean he probably does, but it's not you know. <laughs> like it's all a show, you know. Yeah. She clearly hey. doesn't know him well enough to know the difference between show and real life. You know what I mean? Amazingly, when you when you get engaged to somebody after a year, you may not know them as well as you think you do. <laughs> right? Hmm. Mm, weird. Uh, Nikki gets up and Bree suddenly realizes that maybe she should not have been saying that Nikki's fiance is fucking a hotter chick than her. Well, I mean, you know, that's how her and Ara met, and they were fucking, and, yeah, right. you know, so I could, you know, Brie was only like, well, you know, girl, maybe you should, you know, it's her sister. Yeah. She's just being honest, you know? Right. Your sister and, can't be honest with you and open again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and them saying that Nikki is all by herself is like that fucking Josh Hawley guy saying that go, going on national television and being like, I'm being censored. Oh, my God. Which is like, you're on national TV right now. That's exactly what this is. It's like Nikki telling a camera person that she's all by herself is inherently a false statement. You are clearly not all by yourself. There's a person right there. There's probably another person next to him. Yeah. There's four people out in the fucking living room right now, and you have decided to go by yourself. It's... Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. 
Brian goes over to take care of Mateo, and Brie tells Brian to, um... Oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, sorry, we we go to the next day. Brian goes over to Nick, to Nikki's place to take care of Mateo. Uh, Bree calls him on the phone and says, "Yeah, Brian, you sh- you should stay there, take care of the baby, fuck Nikki, maybe make her breakfast." Yeah. But again, she's so alone. <laughs> yeah, go be go be Nikki's husband and yep. Mateo's daddy. Um, we're good. We're good over here. Yeah, she's not alone. She has a nanny. She's got a TV crew. Millions of women who actually like raise children alone don't bitch this much. Seriously. Yeah. Like he's a newborn. He doesn't do anything. No. They this whole like her being like dark eyes and stuff like it's just like again, it's like first of all, I felt like that was fucking makeup that she put on under her eyes to make her eyes look darker. Because oh it's like Yeah. It, it sucks that babies will cry and stuff like that, but also it's just like, you're not working right now, so go to sleep during the day. So, <laughs> every, like, every time the baby was legit, like, with them, mm-hmm. like, they had him there, he was crying once. Yeah. Out of the whole episode. Yep. That he was, that every single time he was, like, in there with them, whether it was when he was on the boob in the carrier mm-hmm. sitting on somebody he was crying once yep once yeah and that was it right and i believe she was like putting him on like the diaper changing table or something yeah to like change his diaper like if he has a messy diaper of course he's going to be fucking crying yeah well she also thinks that a fucking one week old is teething so yeah yeah so JJ takes Bree to buy a scooter. Okay. And she, of course, says she has not told Two Face she's moving. Like I feel for JJ in these moments when he has to sit there and be like, "You didn't tell her, did you?" And he yeah. just has to be like, "Why don't you communicate?" Well, um, apparently Bree wasn't talking to him. <laughs> either because of the fight between him and Nikki. Yeah. Well, of course, because she's going to take her sister's side. But, yeah, Bree says she'll tell Two-Face if JJ starts talking to Nikki again. It's like, you can't even... Like, no, you should tell your mother anyways. And not have to put a fucking caveat on it. It's like, I'll only do it if you actually interact with Nikki again. Nikki meets with Brian. How adults handle those situations? <laughs> no, this is not how adults handle the situations. This is how children fucking that handle their situations. I know. Nikki meets Brian and Brian at the park. Nikki says she left the kid with the nanny. She's so alone, guys. Oh no, I thought she left him with a stranger outside the house. <laughs> she said a name, so she at least got the person's name before that. But oh. <laughs> also, Hi, what's it's your name? yeah. Oh. Hi, Joe. I'm Nikki. Can you just hold him for one second? I'm just going to run down the street. Yeah. So, here, (laughs) again, it's like, okay, you have a nanny looking after the kid right now. Instead of taking a nap, you went to the park. Yes. 
like yeah like your the, life choices are messed up that's that's all I'm saying it's just like it's it's ridiculous it's, it's all fucking self-inflicted like seriously yeah go to the park or sleep always choose sleep yeah always so uh Nikki put in an offer on another house and of course it's right by them um oh, she looked at it online she looked at it online then they show the house, which means that everyone now knows where Nikki lives. And yep. Bree gets annoyed by Nikki just buying a house sight unseen, which I agree with, of course. And Bree asks, yeah, Bree asks if she told Artem. There's dead silence for a while, and Brian chimes with chimes in with, "Of course she didn't. Even he knows yeah. that these yeah. two do not fucking talk about anything. Like, sure. so, so now Nikki has." purchased a house without even talking to Artem or even showing him any pictures and be like, should we put an offer in on this house? Oh my god, how like irresponsible is that? Like Jason doesn't even buy a shirt without asking me first. Or right. or or saying, Should I get this? Mm-hmm. Not that he has to ask me to buy a shirt. But if he was going to purchase something like a car right. or, like, he would be like, what do you think, babe? You yeah. know, he, he wouldn't go and do something big like that that would affect no. our family. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, that that's that's what rational adults do, is they have conversations with their partners about things, you know? I didn't, I didn't decide to go, like, and, and, and go back to college without first talking to my wife and and like uh, it it took a couple of days of talking before like be like finally being like okay like i'm gonna do it you know uh the the vehicle i bought like i fucking facetimed her and like showed her the 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 vehicle i was gonna buy and be like this is i took it for a test drive this you know and and she's like it looks good i mean you know even then it was like i was like i'm going to go out and i'm going to go look at this vehicle you know there's yeah there's so many conversations about things you know like the you know us getting a dog and stuff like that even something like that it's like you know there was a lot of conversations about it and it was back and forth and it was you know texting and face to face and things like that like because that's what people do they don't turn around and nikki has always been that like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission she's always been that person you know And yeah. this is this is we'll get to it. We'll get to Arden's reaction and the, the, his facial expressions tell you everything you need to know. But first, they do a birthday party for Two Face, uh, and Nikki and JJ have a quick interaction. JJ's wife has her ass hanging out, which I felt was a little bit of like, "What's up, bitches?" Well, normally it's her. Normally it's her boobs. Yeah, she had a, a. It's not a thong, but it's like that, like the the half cut swimsuit bottoms where your bottoms of your ass cheeks are hanging out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was I was like I don't know if that's quite appropriate for interacting with people who are your in laws and with their children, but yeah, you you do you girl. JJ walks in uh, as the twins are breastfeeding. Has nothing to say about it. But I guess, you know, when you've been inside someone, seeing the titties is nothing new. Yeah, Jason was like, she does she really have her tits out, like, in front of her brother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. 
Well, considering that, like, Bree's husband has seen her completely naked, like I've said, it's a yeah. clearly, clearly JJ has seen them both completely naked, too. Yeah, they, they don't care. Which is gross. JJ and Nikki make up and set aside the differences. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody, grab your drinks. Because you're going to take a drink for every cunty thing that Nikki says to Artem. <laughs> yep. She starts off with complaining about her pants being too tight. And he's like, no, they're fine. And she goes, no, you don't understand. Take a drink. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you didn't wait. discuss something. What, what did I miss? That Nikki shed tears. Oh, well, she I don't give a fuck. I don't care. She didn't cry when her child was born. No. She didn't cry when her mother was going to have brain surgery. She cried because it was something that affected her. Yes. That's how selfish she is. Yes. I'm so tired. Yep. She's crying. Yeah. Like, her mother could have died and she didn't cry. No. Nope. At her funeral, I'm sure they'll like she'll make them like put a, a like tubing up into her eye socket so that her body can cry. Um, I was whenever I saw that, I was like, "Are you shitting me?" I, that, like that had to have been fake. Like that could not. Have, I don't even know. No. Okay, let's talk about her tight pants now. Go ahead. Uh, okay. All right. She's fat. Yeah, yeah. She makes another comment about that because you know hashtag body positive. Yes. Then then she says. Must be nice being with someone who will take you to the finals. Ah, no kidding. And first of all, drink. Second of all, he l- legit like whips his mask off because he's, he's obviously he's wearing a mask and like that. He's and he's pissed. he's like, what? And he's he's like, that's he's like, first of all, that's not fair. And it's like it's like there you go, buddy. Like stand up for yourself. Like that is a shitty thing to say to somebody. Yeah. And he's like he's like it's it's like week one, like relax. Like yeah, obviously we know that he does wind up winning, but it's like this is really what she's going to do. Like first of all, people continue to forget about the fact that this Kristen Barstow chick, while she may be known for being a bachelor or a contestant or like that, she's a trained dancer daughter of ball- of a ballerina went to went to college on a dancing scholarship she is a dancer it was not that there's anything fair about about dancing with the stars but it is completely unfair to have her go up against people who have never never been trained to dance before when she yeah. is a trained dancer so of course that, she fucking won that was unfair yeah but it's like yeah, and also it's it's like, again, you did this. You wanted him to go on to the show, again. Like he he was doing just fine. He was he was teaching classes and stuff like that. Like obviously COVID was going to hit him a little bit hard, but yeah. like you did it. So Nikki then says she put an offer on another house. Uh, Artem says, "I thought we decided that we weren't going to do anything after the last one fell through." 
<laughs> to which, of course, you're like, well, first we didn't see that conversation. Second, it's like, so you did have a conversation with him after it fell through, and there was a decision made that you weren't going to do anything until he was done with the show, and then you went and did it anyways. Yeah. And then he just, like, he doesn't get, he does not get screaming anger and like that he is not he is not that type of person but boy he is like he's like i'm not mad i'm disappointed it was that like level of intensity with him where he was just like you could just see it all over his face it was just yeah. like he was so like i said like there are some people who are just that they, they like if i get angry i'll raise my voice or whatever like that well, doesn't happen often, but mad. yeah it was just the, the way he said it yeah it was very measured, and it was very like. I thought we were going to have a conversation on this, like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, she pushes him, to go on Dancing with the Stars, and then punishes him for being on yes. Dancing with the Stars. She's like a child. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, there may be a tour, there may not, we don't know, but I would have a conversation with you about it. Uh huh. <laughs> And uh, that was, the, when he said that, it was like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Then we get her saying, well, I'm supporting him on living his dream. Why won't he support mine? Like, first of all... Your dream of taking a nap? First, uh, okay, your dream is to live in Napa Valley? Like, no, your dream was to be a WWE superstar. You did that for a long yeah. time. And he has been supporting you in your dream, and has been. But it's like, yeah. no, no, this isn't a case of like. He, you, you, you support him in his living his dream, but then he has to also support you at the same time. It's like, no, no, no. Sometimes you have to take turns, and you've had your turn for fourteen years. Now he wasn't with you that entire time, obviously, but your, your, you got to live your dream, and your dream is now over. Okay, let's talk about this though. <laughs> Yeah. She, she may not have been with him when she was wrestling, but yeah. you know, she has Nicole and Breezy. She has yeah. the wine business that she talks about. You know, yeah. they have um their clothing line. Yeah. You know? So and it seems to me that he supports her with that. Yeah. You know, they have the podcast. Yes, he he very you much know, does. It's, yeah, and she, he's very supportive of that. I mean, he wears her shit all the time. Right. Yeah. He help he helps out with all of her shit and stuff like that. And the second that she has to allow him to get, and it's not for long. It's a couple of months that he's going to be on the show. He gets a fucking shitload of money, and then he comes back home to you. And from the context clues that we get, because we did not get the other conversation, it wasn't that he was saying no, we're not going to go live in Napa Valley so you can pursue this wine thing. It was not right now. Yes. Yes. And instead she decided she couldn't wait because she couldn't, she cannot stand to be, again, not by herself, but away from her sister. Like, she cannot stand to be in Phoenix even though she's got uh, the slack-faced yokel and Johnny Ace with her and JJ and his wife. You know, and Artem when he gets done about that. No, no, she had to move now because she had to move around at the same time with her sister. Yeah, he was basically saying, "Okay, I'm in LA. Mm. Let me finish up with Dancing with the Stars, and yep. we'll talk about it and deal with it when I get back." Right. 
Like we don't need to talk, or you know, we don't need to talk about it right now. Right. And plus, so at least wait until I'm not like on set. Yeah. And plus, like she could. Yeah. If if she was going to move at all, she could just move into his LA place that he still has. Yeah. And then they could look for it. But no, no, she had to do this now because she had to. You know. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's just so infuriating. Uh, Brie and Brian. Yeah, I know. Brie and Brian see all the boxes that they have packed. Brian says they have too many boxes, and they're clearly not living the simple life. Like, yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Uh, Brie had Brian take some shitty-looking chair out of the, the storage unit, because she said it was coming with them. But then she's like, "This is what's this doing here? It's not coming out. And he's like, you told me to bring it out, because it was coming with us. And she goes, you know, maybe you look good in Bertie's room. This is what it's like to interact with these people. In that that conversation, she flip flopped what she wanted to do with his fucking yes. chair three times, uh-huh. and apparently had completely forgotten that she asked Brian to even bring the chair out in the first place. And he's just like, he's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, throw it on a fucking wood pile and burn it. Maybe they should move to Napa, and Daniel and Artem should stay in Phoenix. Right. Yeah. Uh, the twats meet with Two-Pace Two-Pace Two-Face to tell her that they are abandoning her Two-Face complains about doing eight hours of physical therapy a week to fix your face wow you have to do I mean, it's like it's not that much again she does it all in one day also what the fuck else are you doing you don't work <laughs> seriously yeah Nikki says Artem has no idea what she's going through. And, uh, you know, she didn't realize that, uh, you know, he didn't realize Nikki couldn't handle being a mother. Like, I could have told you she couldn't handle taking care of anyone, let alone herself. But come on. You didn't realize she's capable of thinking of other one, anyone other than herself? Nope. Yeah. So they tell Two-Face they're moving to Napa Valley. Uh, she, of course, is a little upset at this. Uh, but then says, well, uh, Johnny Ace, if I, to- if I told him that like we wanted to move to Napa Valley, he'd be like, no fucking way are we following the torts to Napa Valley. Yeah, like, that's it, pretty much what she said he'd say. Yeah, he'd be like, no, we're not chasing them down. Like, yeah. First, uh, Laurenitis still works for WWE. And right now, they're essentially located in Florida. But when they go back on the road, like, you know, he, he needs to have kind of a central place he wants to, you know, that he's going to go out of. That's not going to be California, <laughs> you know. And he definitely does not seem like he wants to move to California. So I'm surprised that he hasn't pushed for them to move to Connecticut, which is where, you know, the WWE offices are, considering he works for them. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess he's fine with, you know, the commute or whatever, but, yeah. <sighs> I mean, Arizona, fucking Connecticut. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> They're very close. Weather-wise, what do you think he's going to choose, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. JJ goes to Nikki's house, and Nikki says the offer was accepted. He asks if she told Artem, and of course she has not. He Dude, tells her... She laughs and says, I don't need to tell him anything. Yeah, he tells her to talk to her fucking husband. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Artem calls while Daniel is with Mateo, and the twats are apparently off talking again. Like, I barely saw Nikki take care of her kid during this, 
and all she, and all all she did the entire time was sit there and bitch about how tired she was. It's like instead of bitching about how tired you are, go fucking take a nap. Take a fucking nap. Yep. Nikki says she is staying with Bree and Brian. And Brian says, remember, again, this is Artem is his calling. Brian yeah, but, says, but guess where they are? Yeah, she's there in Napa Valley already. They're in Napa, yeah. And Nikki is staying with Bree and Brian in Napa Valley. Uh huh. So that was always an option. <laughs> Brian's like, it's a good thing you got a house so close to us. And you yet again get that silence, and you know that Brian did that shit on purpose. Yep. You know he's like he's like she didn't fucking tell him the goddamn thing. Watch this. Yep. yep. <laughs> so Bree, of course, just kind of looks like, well, guess it's time to hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm gonna take the baby and go. <laughs> and Artem's like, so the offer got accepted. And it's like, well, I mean, first of all, like I said, Brian clearly knew that Artem didn't know, but like. Any normal person would assume that you've talked to your husband about this, like, you know. Uh, Artem says, I thought we agreed to uh, discuss big decisions. And I say, and this is where he explains that he wanted to wait until the show was over so they could find a place together. You know, probably look around at places. <laughs> um, he's not sure if he's going on tour or not. And then Nikki just shuts down. Yep. Like, she's like, okay, thanks for talking. And he's like, is this a business call now? <laughs> like. And then she doesn't even say I love you when they hang up. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. And then she further bitches about the situation she created. Yep. Nikki then says her, her doctor said she may have postpartum depression. She should sign up for better health. You can use promo code TOLDYOUBITCH for 50% off. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Brian talks to Nikki about how unfair it is to expect that Artem understands what she needs. It's like, she never fucking talks straight about anything. And she just expects everyone to pick up on, like, every emotion that she has and plan accordingly. She's yeah, like... like he's, he's not psychic, and you're not telling him, and you don't talk to him enough to for him to pick up on it. You're just like... Yeah. You know? Well, she's like, she's shocked that he's, like, not picking up that she is lonely or whatever that's like well because you're not talking to him and first of all like it's easy to get distracted when you keep doing things to like further fuck with the guy like mm-hmm. he he wants to be happy and like he can't even be happy right now because his wife is so fucking miserable you know of her own making or whatever like that where it's like he he wants her to like call and be like you're like oh i got to watch you dance and i'm so excited and instead it's just like i saw you dancing with that whore you know it's like yeah the the she just beat you're just beating the poor guy down like yeah just let him be yeah. fucking yeah 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 i hear him so oh, cool. anything else he um so much better oh he could like caitlin bristol Hey, listen, we, we told him to fucking run in the beginning, but he he doesn't listen. We did. <clears throat> and now, look, he's stuck with her. Mm-hmm. Got that anchor, baby. Stuck. Uh, he's baby, and he's stuck with fucking child support. For life. 
Anything else is... You could take the baby and flee the country. That's true. Technically, it would... Is is that child a Russian citizen? Because he is. Well, he was born in America, so he's a U.S. citizen. He was born in America? I thought he was born in Russia. Oh, the kid was born in America. The kid was born in America. Artem... But Artem he's officially is, a, he's officially an American citizen now. Artem he's a, he's a dual citizen though. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know the legality of that if the kid is also a Russian citizen because his dad is or not. But yeah. Anyway, anything else to say about the episode before we get into the podcast? Um. What is there? Two more left until we're done with those bitches for that. You know. Or is there one more? We we had this issue. This was episode eight. We had this issue last year, oh, where that's right. and they, they gave us eleven. Huh. Yeah, they gave us a, a yeah a crazy fucking number. So oh. we'll see. There might be two left. There might be three left. There might be four left. There might be five left. Bite your tongue. Nah. Uh, podcast episode. Fucking Artem with Caitlin Bristow. Uh, <laughs> my first note is Jesus Christ. I have to listen to this rotten cunt again. That was pretty much my thought when I. I heard that she was on. Yep. I'm like, like my day hasn't gotten any fucking worse. She just, she rambles so much. And like she, I had my tires this weekend, and then I had to listen to this bullshit, and then I'm listening to this, and then my car has the episode, like right after I turn it turn it on to listen to it. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, this all can't be happening at the same time. Yeah. This is a. Uh, the, the the issue that I run into constantly with her is like I keep wanting to be like you're fucking 35 years old stop using terms like it's so 100 or totes or totally 100 totally 100 yeah stop totally talking stop talking like a tiktok teen and start yeah. talking like a fucking adult oh and seriously and the twats do it too now but they but they they don't do it quite as much other than that last fucking episode where that was like the fucking Nikki catchphrase constantly with yeah. 100 yeah they claim that they're going to do some erotic sex poems which I was at first like okay well maybe we'll get something but then when I looked at the episode and it was like 10 minutes left and they had, they were just getting into it I was like okay it's going to be terrible like I thought they were going to do a lot. Like I, first of all, I thought that they were going to read them from like a website or something like that, instead of what we actually got. But we'll get there. Uh, they open up some Trident gum, uh, and then they bring in a professional dancer who won a dancing competition against people who have never danced before, and someone who has felt the velvety cock of Artem Chug Dixon. Yes. Caitlin Bristow. Yes. Bree says that Nikki has to fight her to get her out of the chair. So. I guess Caitlin is there? Uh, no. Bree was talking to Nikki because they had to share a microphone or something. Oh. I thought thought that she was taking the extra microphone. No. I don't know. No. Clearly Caitlin was not there. Okay. You could tell by the way she sounded. Fair enough. I think Nikki and Bree were sharing a microphone. Idiots. Because Um, Bree wasn't there for most of the interview. Okay, yeah. Because of it. Yeah. They gush about babies, and then apparently Artem was going to be on Ka- on Caitlin's podcast to talk about what it's like to get VD from her. Um, I mean. Yeah. It wasn't great. 
Got the old drippy cock. Uh, Caitlin was supposed to be on Dancing with the Stars five years ago with Artem as her partner, but something fell through. Um, and now something with the stars aligned? Yes. Like it was meant to be? Yes. Because Artem returned on the season that she was going to be on. That's right. Yeah. Susan Miller knew this was going to happen. Yes. The daughter of a ballerina and someone who's been dancing uh, on a scholarship for years has no idea how professional dancers do it every season. Why, why, why lie about it? Why act like that? Why act like you don't know what it's like to be a professional dancer when you were one? Like they, they never talk about it, about like the like her background in dance and stuff like that. They never mention it when they talk about fucking dancing with the stars over that. And then she says things like that where you're like, you are actively trying to throw people off the scent that like you were overqualified for a fucking reality show. I don't think they think people are going to do their research is what I think. It's literally the first line in her Wikipedia. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but like, I, people yeah. Are probably aren't going to look her up. Like they, right. they see her as like the bachelorette and they think that she's just a, a dumb idiot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Well, she is a because, dumb idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. and that's how theoretically she got famous is from that. She got famous because she's an idiot. Why are you so stupid, stupid? Um, so, they discuss someone showing up with a dildo on The Bachelor. I don't know. I don't fucking watch that show. Uh, I either. Then they give up the goat and discuss how reality shows are fake. <laughs> hey. Someone just, had to do it. They just flat out talk about, like, oh, this one's the villain, and and that's what why they stuck around. What to do. Yeah. That's why it's like uh, all of these like oh we gotta vote for Artem some of this like no you don't because they're because they're popular and they're getting the news and of course and of course they're gonna keep getting fucking pushed through every every one every round. I found out that wrestling wasn't real. <gasps> what? When Nikki <laughs> said it. Still real to me, damn it! I was like, what? <laughs> Wrestling's not real. I oh my god! My car off the road. I was shocked. I tell yes. you, shocked. Mm-hmm. Caitlin rambles on about how she got in the Bachelorette. I don't care. I didn't take notes on it. I don't give a shit. Apparently, it was all her friend who was going to live vicariously through Caitlin's cunt. So she like forced Caitlin to give her pictures, probably some twat shots, probably some titty jobs, and then send it into the producers and stuff like that. Yeah, she's whatever. not even that pretty. She's not. I was kind of looking at her Instagram earlier, and I'm like, she's not that pretty. She's not. Caitlin says she looked just like Mateo did when she was a baby. So, e- so either she looked like a dude, or Mateo looked like a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or she's Nicole's trainer's daughter. Yep. Yep. Um... Caitlin admits that she has a team of people running her wine label. Shocker. Huh. I wonder who who runs her label. I don't know. Not her, apparently. Uh, although her wine is significantly less expensive than the Bella's wine. Well, of course. She it's doesn't 19, have... It's $19.99. I'm sure it's god-awful. Uh, the cunts argue over their own assistance, so completely alone. Just so alone. Uh, then they ask if Caitlin watches TV differently now because she has a reality TV background. 
Yeah, it's not that all interesting. So then we get into the sex poems. So apparently they're on an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette or fucking whatever the fuck show they were watching. They did a thing where a bunch of the contestants had to write sex poems and present them live in front of, I guess, a couple people. Yeah, I guess this season's Bachelorette, they did it differently where they had to do that. Okay. Because before they used to not talk about sex because it was like yeah stupid right so Caitlin says I like to think I am a little bit of a rapper so Uh, she's a regular vanilla ice so again this is going to be word for word and can you do me a favor what's that We're we're friends right yes Will you do me a favor? Will you not read Nikki's or Bree's? Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Nikki's, I like when I sent you all those emojis of throwing up. That was right after Nikki's and Bree's. I actually like skipped over it. Okay. Um, to avoid <laughs> it on purpose. I mean, that's. I, I couldn't. I couldn't even bear to listen to it. I mean, they're bad, but. All right. You're gonna have to. Wait, wait. You didn't. You didn't listen to Breeze. No. Oh. Then you're in for a treat. Oh boy. So Caitlin's like, my my poem is going to rhyme. It rhymed. Well, four out of five lines rhymed. This this reminded me of my husband. This this little poem. Yeah, so the so this is gonna be this is gonna be a game of uh, one of these things is not like the other because because one of the lines in this just doesn't rhyme with the rest of them. Uh, also, it's five lines, so like uh, I was like I'm like okay, well maybe she's doing is it iambic pentameter or whatever like that where like every where every other line rhymes with each other and but no. So here we go, Caitlin. Jackson earmuff. There's other bad in this. I had longed for this man since the day of my birth. First of all, gross. <laughs> that is gross. Gross. Okay. You cannot. Your voice is disgusting too, by the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> You cannot, you cannot say that you longed for a man since the day you were born. That's gross. Yeah, that is gross. I dreamt about the condom I would use for my purse. Doesn't rhyme. Doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> when I touched his peen, I was filled with mirth. You touched his peen, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, do you know what mirth means? <laughs> Are you asking me? Yes. No, I don't. When you're filled with mirth, you're filled with amusement. Oh. Like you're like you're laughing. That's what oh. mirth is. So we're filled with mirth right now. You should not you should not touch a penis and be like yeah it's so funny 
I love the width. I mostly love the girth. It was the bestest dick on Mother Earth. That was it. <laughs> that was it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Four out of the five lines rhymed. Yeah. And she used the word bestest. Bestest, yes. And she used the word mirth incorrectly. <laughs> and apparently has been fawning for a guy since she was in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Nikki says, mine doesn't rhyme. Well, I mean, neither does hers, bitch, but whatever. So. And it wasn't a poem. It was more like. So this was just erotic okay. fiction. Yes. Yes. Which, again, is like, that's. I thought this was supposed to be poetry, but whatever. It was like she woke up from a nap. Yes, so hers goes as such. I won't do the voice stem. I pull into the driveway, so, so thirsty. I go into the house, and there I find Artem, topless and cooking. It's unhygienic, first of all. Uh, dangerous, especially if he's cooking bacon. Well, he's cooking a tomahawk steak for two. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't know what a tomahawk steak is. You don't? No. What's a tomahawk steak? Look it up. All right, hold on a second. I've tomahawk. never had one, but it looks amazing. It's just a ribeye. But it's, it's like huge. That's just a ribeye. <laughs> that's okay. That is why I've never heard of it because that's literally just a ribeye. Well, that's because they can charge more if they call it that. It's it has a little bit extra bone is the only thing, which is like you can't eat the bone, so what's the fucking mean? What a fucking matter? It means they can charge more money for it. That's what that means. That yeah, that's all it is. It's just that they that they don't trim the 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 bone sticking out of it as much, and then they call it a tomahawk. But it's just a ribeye. Stupid. Anyways, the juices are dripping. He's sweating. And all I can think about is that my man looks so tasty. No. So I walk over to him. He kisses me hello. Grabs me behind the neck and gives me that look of hunger. But not for the steak, but for me. She's very subtle. He then dips me and starts to kiss my breasts all the way up to my neck. Then my face. Then he throws me against the refrigerator, tears up my clothes, and then he starts to cry. Wait, that's Mateo crying. Shit, my boobs are leaking and Artem is asleep next to me. It was all just a dream. The dumbest fucking shit I have I, had to listen it, to. Yeah. 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 Stupid. Then we get to Brie. Like, I bet she thought she was being funny. Oh, she thought she was hilarious. Not even... It was dumb. Yeah. But then we get to Brie, who, despite the fact earlier said that they plan out every episode and make sure they have a list of what they're going to talk about, didn't do the homework assignment. And instead has to do it on the fly. She's doing a promo. Yes. Uh, it's Breezy had a little vagina way back in the day. No, that's not the one that she does. Uh, she does make that joke though, which again, we're talking a lot about. We're talking about a lot of fucking child pornography in this episode, and I don't like it. Here is Breeze. Again, this is this is off her dumb brain. When again, this is why she never did unscripted promos in WWE. I walk into my house. I slowly make my way into my bedroom, and I go into my bedroom and I slowly undress. 
take account of that, by the way. That's two, we're two lines in, and she has said the word slowly twice. Keep counting. That's after that, those two, that's when I actually recorded it, right after that. Okay, so we're yeah. up to two. Yeah. As my clothes hit the floor and I see my husband walk into the room, I see him get in the bed. I put on my robe and I don't close it. I leave it wide open. As I slowly make my way to the bedroom, I get under the covers, but I leave my feet out. Brian slowly touches my body and he makes his way all the way down and he starts massaging my feet. And then I started thinking to myself, yes, yes. That was it. Wow. So she just took Nikki's joke and did a worse version of it because she was doing it off the fly. I mean, like I said, if they were, like, okay, so you can Google uh, erratic poems, right? And you can find a ton of erotic poems that you could oh, actually you fucking... You have a ton of porn erotic poems on your computer, don't you? No, I don't. I'm just looking. <laughs> See, if they had had this, this bitch being like... <laughs> I love to watch you touch yourself on rainy afternoons. The wandering hands, the soft little moans, hips twitching, wet fingers fucking. A so solo show performed for me. At least that would have been something. Instead, we got that. And that was just me Googling for two seconds. But that would be plagiarism. I could write a book, better fucking sex poem in two seconds. Uh, so, the... I, I thought Nikki writes beautiful poetry. That's what she claims. That's apparently her beautiful poetry is jokes. Bad jokes. Um, so they do a, a question for Caitlin. And the question is, if you were in WB, what would your name, outfit, and entrance be? She says her name would be The Silent Thunder. Which sounds like a fart joke. It does. It totally does. You're but, right. But apparently it's because she's got tiny little bird arms, which is like, for somebody who claims to work out, you definitely don't look like you do. Her outfit would be a skater boy outfit, and her song would be Hollaback Girl. She would be laughed out of the company. <laughs> Seriously. If, if somebody named The Silent Thunder coming out to Hollaback Girl in fucking like baggy jeans and like chucks came fucking strolling out on a skateboard yeah. Yeah. you would be like you would be like please put them against Nia Jax so she can be paralyzed oh my god can we talk about what she did the other day uh Caitlin Nia or Jax. Nia Jax oh my god <laughs> trying to murder Dana Brooke oh my god she almost killed her I know that has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but oh my god. It was funny. <laughs> Seriously, she almost killed her. She needs to, like, they need to stop stop her. She needs to stop wrestling. She's going to kill someone. It's alright. Yeah. Yeah. We talked it. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah we we talked about it a bit yesterday on the show with her about like 
we should they should probably do something about that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, yeah, Silent Thunder, no good. They talk about Caitlin um, apparently going through a table while being bubble wrapped, um, and then they tell her that uh, her name should be Bubble Girl, That's and then stupid. the the podcast is mercifully done. Thank Christ. I just can't with this show sometimes. That was horrifically bad. It could have been worse. You could have did it alone. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, Alright. We are. We continue to get closer and closer to the end of this book, but I don't know how, how much I'm going to be able to deal with today because of everything else that we've had going on with these bitches today. Too much. Yeah, it's been too much. Um... Okay, I think I know where we're at. All right. Um, so, yeah, you know what time it is. All right. It was really not my intent to date a wrestler. I think we're still on Brie, right? Yeah, Brie. Uh, primarily because when you inevitably break up, you still have to see each other at workout yeah, all week, and then you'll likely see them with the next wrestler they happen to get involved with. But a relationship of some sort with Brian just seemed inevitable. Inevitable. Jeez. As much as I didn't intend for it to happen in the first place, there was no way to stop it once it started, except, of course, by refusing to be his girlfriend. Once we started having sex, he jumped to the natural conclusion that we were boyfriend and girlfriend, whereas I thought we were just having casual sex. Oh, Brian didn't want to wait until marriage? Apparently not. <laughs> but apparently he thought that they were they were boyfriend and girlfriend, at least. So oh. He's like, I'm going to put a promise ring on you. <laughs> it's, a co- <laughs> it's a cock ring. <laughs> uh, when I was back in New York City, it's not like I wanted to go out and get action. But I did want to reveal to revel in my freedom along with my girlfriends. And officially, I had been seeing someone in New York who I needed to shake off. So she was cheating on this guy. <laughs> yeah. She just admitted that she was fucking some guy in New York while she was fucking Brian. Oh. So that's nice. That's a nice revelation. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. He was an Italian guy who owned a wine company. For me, he epitomized living in the city, having freedom, having a good time, having a relationship without pressure and labels. I knew he wasn't the one, which only made it more fun. Ultimately, I had to end things with him. Maybe he could sense that there was someone else in the picture. But he began to want more from me, and I was falling for Brian. After I ended with with the Italian, it was weird. While I maintained that I was in an open relationship with Brian and absolutely free to date other people, I didn't meet anyone else. So she's with him just because she couldn't get anyone else. Got it. No, she was with him because he worked for a wine company, duh. No, 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 I'm talking about Brian. Oh, okay. Nobody really grabbed my attention because Brian really did have it all. I just didn't want to admit it to myself. Brian hated you know, Brian hated New York. While the city made him feel feel alive, independent. Uh, while the city made me feel alive, independent and like a woman, it made him feel overwhelmed and miserable. On the flip side, I hated going to Las Vegas with a, a fierce passion. 
While I would never officially kick a relationship to the curb because of location or real estate, from the onset, I, I assumed our relationship was doomed. You are both professional wrestlers. Like, you have the ability to move. <laughs> In my mind, I had sworn forever allegiance to Manhattan. I thought that, like, like Carrie Bradshaw, it might be my one true love. Well, a few months... With them in Sex and the City. They think that it's real? <laughs> they think that that's a documentary. They believe that it's a documentary. That, that it... They believe that a, a freelance journalist can afford rent in fucking New York. <laughs> a few months in... When we were sitting in bed together in Europe in April 2011, Brian yeah. formally... What? Yeah. Okay. I said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian formally asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said no. And then he asked me again a few weeks later, and I said no again. Finally, after asking me yet again, he told me that if I didn't, if I didn't commit, he was done. He gave me an ultimatum. I couldn't bring myself to cave simply because I didn't want to be to be his girlfriend. It seemed really important to me at the time, and not giving in was doubling down on that. I didn't want a serious relationship. I just wanted freedom, which included the freedom to see as much of him as I wanted, and apparently as much stick as possible. It all, it all came to a head because Brian is a teetotaler. Because of his dad's history with alcohol, he just wouldn't touch the stuff. I, on the other hand... I'm a raging alcoholic. Yes. I love to get into... Well, no, because she said I love my wine. I love to get into Brie mode when it's merited, when I just have the time of my life. I'm a happy drunk. I'm good to have at a party. We were together, wrestling in the lead-up to New Year's Eve on the East Coast, and then we had a short one-day break before we had needed to be in Memphis. Brian asked me about my New Year's plans, and I shrugged him off. In retrospect, not the right thing to do. When you care about someone, you should usher in the new year together. But I wanted to bre-mode it out without Brian's judgment, and I thought his dislike for New York City would put a damper on the night. Plus, our contract was coming up, and it seemed likely that Nicole and I would walk away from WWE, so I think I had started to subtly push him away. How rude. Yeah, she's a bitch. The next day, oh. he, the next day he broke up with me on the phone. My, sis my sister was staying with me at the time. I walked home to my apartment in Greenwich Village, and then I started to bawl. I told her that my heart hurt and that I was really sad. I didn't want to lose him. Nicole, ever the relationship savant, pointed out that maybe if I didn't want to lose him, I should not give him away. Then Brian called and said, I'd rather have half of you than none of you. And I replied, I would rather have all of you than none of you. Okay. I, all right. Later that day, I went to Washington Square Park and sat in the sun and wrote a pros and cons list about Brian. The pro, pros came easily, whereas I had to dig deep for the cons. So, what would the pros and cons list to be for for Dana Bryan would be? Uh, pros. Uh, <laughs> that's all. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Giant dong. Giant dong. Uh, <laughs> Everything I came with to came up with to fill that column seemed really stupid and trivial. Doesn't like New York, doesn't drink, is a wrestler. As I sat there in the cold winter sun and thought about Brian, something in my heart felt warm and satisfied. I flew to Las Vegas to see him and make it official. 
We are sitting in his room, for which he paid $700 a month, listening to Pearl Jam. I asked him to be my boyfriend, and he said no. It doesn't feel good, does it? He asked. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Then he said yes. About three weeks later, I had to call to check in with a medium uh, about three weeks later I had a call to check in with a medium whom I speak to pretty regularly oh oh my god <laughs> while Bear sends me signs constantly I still like to have a direct line to hear confirmation and validation that he can hear me he can't he's dead um, she asked me if I had been in a park recently thinking about Brian, and I confirmed that, in fact, I had been. Bear wants you to know that he was shining so much light and sunshine on you that you made the right decision, that the glow you felt in your heart was real. <laughs> this wasn't the first time that I felt like Bear had sent Brian to me but it did feel like the first official confirmation that Brian was the right choice. I mean, he's willing to fuck you even though you have bare fucking paws around your vagina, so... I'd be interested to find out how how Brian feels about bear and the <laughs> whole situation. Well, I'm sure he doesn't feel threatened because he's dead. Well, no, I know, <laughs> but, like, you know, she seems to mention him an awful lot, and like, he's... Whoops. He seems to be like an awful big part of her life, even though he's dead. You know? I just, I just assume Brian is a type of person, just like whatever. He's dead. That's like if she, <laughs> if, if she wants to keep using her dead boyfriend's memory to to let him stick his dick in her, then that's fine. Like you just kind of, eh, whatever. Sure, your dead boyfriend that you knew for a couple of months is is pushing you towards me. Yep, that's that's a real thing that happened. While I wasn't calling her to justify my decision, I had already made up my mind. It was nice to know that Bear approved nonetheless. No, he didn't. You do talk to somebody who fucking knows you well enough to know that you do certain shit. And and was just like, maybe if she goes with this dude, she'll stop fucking calling me and having me try to talk to her dead fucking boyfriend. Yeah. As Bryna became more and more involved, our relationship became impossible to hide. We finally outed ourselves at WrestleMania in Atlanta. We were just always together, and people catch on when there's a certain amount of intimacy. I mean, if you're giving each other fuck-me eyes, I'm sure people realize that <laughs> that you're, you're banging. The only alternative was to avoid each other entirely, and that wasn't appealing. Plus, it felt real enough that it was worth being open about it backstage. As a bonus... Brian was able to start driving from city to city with me and Nicole, which broke up some of the time behind the wheel. I don't think it's just a twin thing, but there's something really special about watching two people you love come to love each other, too. So she likes watching Brian fuck her sister. Got it. We were like three's company. Bickering, laughing, and teasing. Nicole and Brian's relationship is based on giving each other shit. We would call her Third Wheel Nikki. They have seemingly different values, and so there is endless territory where they completely disagree. Plus, Nicole and I have a pretty limited vocabulary, whereas Brian is the king of big, smart words. And you wrote a book. That alone was pure comedy. 
It's where the idea of, for Bella Brains, our YouTube quiz show, came from. These jokes made the miles pass quickly, even though Brian is the slowest driver. The funniest moment had to be when he was pulling over for when he was pulled over for speeding on our way to Yakima, Washington, which felt like a total impossibility. Brian drives under the speed limit, never even five miles per hour over, but he had picked up some speed accidentally coming down a hill and got slapped with a ticket. Nicole and I howled with laughter. We made local food our big thing, and would always hunt down the town's culinary gems, like pancake balls in Columbus, Ohio. All right. What do you, uh, what do you think about uh, pancake balls? Are you interested? I like that you almost said clit, but then you caught yourself and said pancake balls. I didn't know. I was going to say clam balls, but for some reason, but I meant to say pancake balls. Let me look at them first. Pancake balls. Um, Danish pancake balls. I will show what they look like. Share your screen. To to who? (laughs) Um, So they they look delicious. They do look delicious. So it's it's pretty much just make pancake mix. Oh. Um, What is that? What is Apple? Prepare, prepare Apple a. Skiver? What is that? A bliskiver pan. That apparently is what you use to cook them. What the fuck oh, is like, it? Oh, to make balls. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. one of those little. It's one of those little little cast iron things that have like the half ball, like the like. It looks like a muffin tin essentially, except oh. it's like a pan. Oh. And then you like, yeah. So that that's how you make. Yeah, then you make the little balls in it. I know, but then there was a word, a different word. Um, Where? The, if you, ah, what are you doing? Nothing! <laughs> uh, Apple Skeever. What else are you, are you looking for? Uh, it's fine. No, I can see it. What? No, it's good. Did you not know what Teflon coated was? No, look at they. They just didn't put a space because it says Apple Skeever and the other one says... Uh, yeah, they, Skiver. Skiver, so they forgot to put a space in between the two. Oh yeah, I got that you now. Easy okay. enough to make. Oh, it looks looks hella easy. Yeah, it's just Too little easy. fucking. Yeah, it looked. Looks, yeah. I just need to get one of those pans. I don't know where you even find one of those. How much are those? Let's let's find out. Okay, it's a, it says Kohl's, Walmart. Yeah, looks like about seventeen bucks for an Apple Skiver. Uh, so the actual name is Apple Skiver with an A. So they they were forgetting them of the other ones. I bet That's you could. Iron. Damn, that's gonna be heavy. Yeah. Yeah, you can beat a bitch with it. Right. All right. You learn something new every day. Um. So yeah, if you like. Well, Twitch a rundown cooking show. Yeah, dude, I'll fucking do that. On Tuesday mornings, Nicole and Brian would go work out together while I slept in. I really loved to sleep in. Yeah, they were fucking at that time. Uh, Brian also learned that just because I love nature doesn't mean that I'm not scared of it. In the early days, I really had to pee as we were driving through the backwoods of Mississippi. Brian kept offering to pull over, but I was too scared to go to the bathroom in the grass because of the bugs. So we pulled into a gas station and I peed in the parking lot. 
Understandably, he thought it was really weird. It was weird, but man, I hate bugs. Brian is really thoughtful. The Valentine's Day after we started dating, he sent Nicole a gorgeous bouquet of roses with a note because every woman deserves flowers on Valentine's Day. Because they were fucking. Meanwhile, he had sent me a vegan cupcake from the Red Velvet Cafe in Las Vegas that arrived smashed. It turns out he had sent me roses too, but they got held up and arrived later that night. It was pretty hilarious to have spent all day dissecting his intent. That sounds like such an asshole-ish thing to do. Totally. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I gave up New York for my relationship with Brian. We toyed with the idea of finding a bigger apartment there in Dumble or the financial district, but Brian just didn't think he would be happy in a city where the natural world plays such a small role. I can understand that. Living apart wasn't enough of a reason for me to keep holding on to my studio in Greenwich Village. But Vegas was a non-starter for me, too. We ended up moving to San Diego, where we could, at the very least, be closer to my family. Brian and I moved in together in May 2012, just weeks after Nicole and I ended up leaving WB. We were too frustrated to stay, with the lack of equality, the lack of good storylines, the short matches... So we left, even though it meant that I would spend a majority of my of mo- most weeks away from my boyfriend. While WB asked for us back, we returned about 11 months later with our Total Divas TV show. I wasn't having the same luck bringing Brian to submission around the whole I love you conversation. When you're in love, it's really hard to not say it all the time. I'm expressive, I'm unfiltered. I'm used to saying exactly what I think. But Brian, just as he had declared at at the very beginning, wouldn't cough it up. I used to sing... Oh my god. I used to sing skidamarink-a-dink-a-dink on repeat. Leaving out the I love yous for him to fill in. When I passed the torch to him to fill in the blanks, he would just stick out his tongue. She is... A literal child. She's a child. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <sighs> On September 25, 2013, on a hike in Big Sur, California, Brian dropped to one knee and asked me to marry him. Perhaps more important, he told me he loved me. The first time he told you he loved you was when he proposed to you? You don't remember that? I don't remember that at all, no. Yes. that's. She said it last week. Oh. I, in the I, I instantly forget what I read in this book as soon as I'm done, because otherwise my brain will just like hemorrhage. Yeah, yeah you so. said it last week when you read it. Okay, it's funny because even though it was irritating to have to wait, and it definitely had moments of wondering how I had managed to get involved with a man who couldn't stomach three simple words, I got what he meant about love becoming a little cheap with overuse. When he finally said it, it was incredible. Even though I knew he had loved me for a long time, he always made me feel cherished. He said it with his eyes, his actions, the way he looked at me, touched me, protected me, and nurtured me, and went down on me. On the flip side, I've been with many guys who have said I love you all day long, but never made me feel like there was any intention between those words. Speaking of teaching each other how to say things, I have certainly expanded Brian's vocabulary, as he now regularly uses chick language like so good and amazing, which he thinks are, are impressive and hyperbolic. Imprecise and hyperbolic, sorry. We had had a couple of epic fights about the L word over the course of a relationship. 
Not so much about his refusal, but about the fact that he can be so rigid about and unyielding. And about the fact that he has so many many rules, whereas I'm a free spirit. With Brian, it was a lot of, I don't drink, I don't say I love you, I don't. Which led me to the inevitable question, then what do you do? I'll spare you all the details, but there was one moment when we were dating where we didn't use protection even though we always did. And I checked in with him after are you sure you're okay? You always said after marriage, and I know you have rules about it. It's fine. Are you sure? It's fine. When we were done, he told me about that he needed to go take a shower and think about this. Now, obviously, that made me feel really bad. I wanted to be cuddled, not feel like I had defiled him. After, after when he came back into the room, he said, I'm fine with the decision. I'll never forget his exact phrasing. What a wonderful weirdo. What? I have no idea what's going on. So they didn't use protection. Yeah, one time. So. And then she asked if he was okay, and he went and took a shower, and he came back and said, I'm fine with the decision. All right, so. So he must have, like, thought about if they get pregnant, I guess, and was, was just like, I guess I'm okay with it. Is that what that is? That must have been it. It had to have been. What a weird situation. Uh, Brian's proposal was on camera. Though he was so nervous, he forgot to say most of what he had planned. He made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we sat on a cliff overlooking the ocean while he told me 20 things he loved about me. I guess I had told him that I didn't care where he proposed or when, but that the words are really important. That's a lot of pressure. Of course, neither of us actually remember what came out of his mouth. He also told me that he had wanted to propose on the third floor of the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, but the sweeping view of the ocean, which he likened to our love, would have to do. We were staying at the Jewel in the Forest, which is essentially a dome in the woods for hippies like us. It was the first time we had ever we had went to the bathroom in front of each other because the toilet faced the bed. There might have been a few strings of beads for privacy. I thought that was going a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Brian got to hear me poop while he looked me in the eyes. I love that we reached a whole new level of intimacy at that moment when we had decided to cement our relationship. I was fine with the decision. These two are so fucking weird. That's, that's funny, though. Um... I, I, I tell the story every once in a while. I'm done, by the way. Uh, I tell the story every once in a while that, um, you know, me and when I when me and the wife got engaged, um, I did it on my birthday because that was the only way she would not know what was happening. Because I I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve, and I'm very easy to so it'd be very easy for her to tell that something's going on. So, any sort of excitement that day, I was chalking up to, like, um, we're going to go see my my family today, and I'm going to have my birthday party today kind of thing. But the funny thing was, is that a couple of weeks before that, um, (laughs) she got into a fight with me over the fact that I hadn't proposed yet. Oh, no. Mind you, I had to sit there and take it. I had the ring... 
up in the closet at home and had already had everything fucking planned out. And I was like, I can't say anything. I have to sit there and listen to her just, like, be irate at me and, like, question like if i'm going to do it and i'm and she felt so fucking bad about it afterwards of course she's like <laughs> so, you know once she once she got over the initial shock and said yes and everything like that she was like oh my god i she's like i almost ruined it didn't i i was like no no you didn't almost ruin it i'm like but it it was very hard for me to sit there and be like i don't deserve this but i have to go through with it <laughs> it's like cuz i'm not waiting around i have i have everything planned out and set you know yeah but so it was it was very funny but yeah that was years ago uh <laughs> what a pushy bitch huh well yeah, yeah. i'm just kidding i love her no 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 yeah and and, and she said it she just she i mean we had we had been dating for a long time and we and we had been talking about it and everything of that so she there were, I think that there was something something set it off where she thought I was going to do it when we went and did something and then I didn't and then it was kind of like stewing in her for a little bit where she's like well that was the time to do it if he was going to do it like why didn't he do it kind of thing so it's just kind of like steamrolled from there but it was like no 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 like I have a plan like like I said I mean she would have she would have caught on because we I forget exactly what it was it's it's inconsequential at this point but yeah it was like I was like I was like I have a plan but I I have to now sit and take this it's like it'll be worth it (laughs) but I think that happens with with every you know couple especially if you've been together a long time before Mm -hmm. you propose is that you get set in your mind like if you've talked about it about getting married eventually and mm-hmm. been together for a long period of time and you know as a female you like you have this moment in your head of how you want it to happen so mm-hmm. any little moment where you think it could happen you're like okay it could happen it could happen right now it could happen today it could mm-hmm. happen here it could happen here and then when it doesn't happen you're like what the fuck man right yeah like, what the fuck you know what's wrong with you and then you start questioning like you know, do they not love me that much? Like, right. yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. What's wrong with you, dude? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I think it. I think it happens with like every female. Oh know, yeah. Where they think the guy's a fucking idiot. You know. <laughs> because, yeah, and and, and they don't. To be fair, I'm a fucking idiot, but at, at, at the same time, it's like there was an equal equal. A percentage chance that I didn't have anything planned at the time either, so I, I completely understood where it was coming from and stuff like that. But it, but again, it was like I I, I knew going in like there was going to be a couple of times that there were going to be opportunities for it, and I, I understood that. But I was like, no, I, I I have it planned at this point in time. I'm going to do it this time, and it's like we were going to see both of our families later that time, that, that day. So it was like, we can, you know, she can show off the ring and stuff like that to, to the families of that. So it was like, I had everything all planned out, but yeah, it was just like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> but I had to sit here and take this. But again, like I said, it was like, I, she totally apologized for it. And she's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I just was getting neurotic and stuff like that. It's like, I get it. You know, I'm not going anywhere. You know, that's, that's the whole point of doing this. So, yeah but I think that's going to do it for us 
So join us next week to find out what's up with these cunts. Bye bye. Bye bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.